Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Forgive and Forget. I'm Vic. Yep, I'm back. I disappeared for a time. I thought I was doing great. Thought I was on a roll after releasing the last uh, three podcasts, especially after moving mom into memory care, which was very difficult, um, more difficult than I thought. But my health took a crap, Um, not COVID. Tears also flowed, and I just wasn't doing very well. When I sat down to write or podcast, there was nothing. No desire, no gusto, no creativity, and forcing it is pointless. I did know enough that this, clearly what I was going through is a form of grief, So I put away my life as I knew it, and I dove into another kind of creativity. Brene Brown would be very proud. I sewed uh, curtains with a friend. I put together photo collages. I borrowed a bike from friends and went on bike rides. I downloaded a bunch of music I loved as a kid. I read books that had nothing to do with self-help or dementia. I built fires, I chopped wood, I stacked wood. Call me Paulette Bunyan. It was my version of a sabbatical from whatever emotional swan dive I did, and it worked. One thing I found curious was how unemotional I was. Even more surprising was I did not find I had that guilt, which usually shadows our emotions, or in my case, being unemotional. Today, I want to address two things, putting into perspective our lack of emotion to what happens to us because of what is happening to our loved one. This is the exact opposite of our usual reaction, which is high level of frustration. We're angry. We're sometimes resentful. We're very impatient. The second thing I want to address today is sundowning or sundown syndrome which mom fell prey to a while ago. Her sundowning has escalated right alongside her declining dementia. So let's get started. is a voicemail message from mom. It's 10 seconds long, and I don't understand it, other than she is clearly upset. Here, here it is. Mom, 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 where's mom? M.M. Oh, crap. When I listened to this message, I was speechless, kind of speechless. I also noticed that I was rather impassive and detached when I was listening to it. And I'm curious to understand what this means. Does it mean I no longer have compassion? Have I lost my empathic response? Has my heart turned to stone? Or is it because I get so many of these voicemails, and this is the type conversation mom and I have now that I've just become comfortably numb, as the Pink Floyd song says. Uh, Left turn, thank you, Andrew, for this fabulous, as always, instrumental adaptation of this piece of music by Pink Floyd. So I do not get sued, hopefully. (laughs) 
Uh, anyway, back to my curiosity of being so unemotional. Right now, I have no definitive answer for that. But if I'm able to function relatively well, get out of bed, work, do chores, exercise, and do this without resentment in my heart, then I am not going to fret or dwell on it. When I do have conversations with mom, there is an element of sundowning that I recognize that is just not part of her character. It's very timely when I hear from mom in the afternoon. She'll call pretty much right on the nose every every day, almost every day. I used to be able to immediately start giggling in our conversations and talking with mom about dog fart stories or something I know would keep her attention and make her happy and even laugh. However, since her sundowning has intensified, I let her unload. One day, she abruptly cut me off and said she needed to understand, quote, where the hell she is, unquote. That is not mom. By the tone of her voice, I just knew to zip it and ask questions that would give her the sense that she is important and that I care. Things like, what can I do for you, mom? Even if I can't deliver, I still speak to her in a way that gives her the sense that I love her. Here is a second message, quick message. So I'll play that and come back. Hi, darling. This is your mother, the woman who carries shit around. And there's nothing I can do about it, but it is in the room with me in my room. Nobody around here gives a diddly pop as to what I need to have done. But if you really love me, you'll come and pick me up here. I'm just without words, honey. I don't know what to say. It's really awful. Oh, I forgot to mention that mom uses the word shit. Sorry about that. That last part is the toughest to hear where mom says, I'm just without words, honey. I don't know what to say. This is really awful. You may not hear it, but that is my mom. The blathering prior to that is not mom. That is sundowning. I can definitely hear the difference. When she is insistent that I come pick her up, I use her verbiage and I say that I can pick her up again tomorrow. Pick her up. That's the phrase she uses. So I'll say, I'll pick you up again tomorrow, but I can't today because I'm at work for another four hours. Are you going to be okay until tomorrow? If she is being confrontational and argumentative, then my go-to phrase is, it's the best I can do, mom. And then I reiterate, I will pick her up again tomorrow. And I always say again tomorrow so that she thinks we've done this often. Or I fib and say, mom, you were just here at my house yesterday. And then I go into the activities that she used to do when she was at my house. Now, sometimes I will hear her settle. It's just the example that I give her didn't happen yesterday, like I said it did. Gentle reminder here. Yes, I am relaying what I do with my mom under my circumstances. I will talk about other ideas that are tailored to other scenarios, like a loved one having either a small or medium degree of memory. There are always malleable ideas that we can custom fit into our own 
set of circumstances. As for mom and the things I try, now sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't. And if it does not, I have to let it go, or I've learned to let it go. But it works because she doesn't remember the conversation. If your loved one does remember your conversations and has their memory intact, then fibbing like this is not going to work. I have talked ad nauseum about the perils of using uh, compassionate misinformation or fibbing dishonestly or incorrectly. If these scenarios do not work at all, or they are not a good fit, leaving the conversation on a loving, compassionate note is always the most loving and compassionate thing to do. Even if you are on the verge of your head exploding, think about it. They do not know how irrational and perverse their behavior has become. If they had control over it, they'd change it, but they do not. They cannot be reasoned with. That is just a fact of sundowning and any form of dementia. They cannot do anything about what is happening any more than we can. Our job is to provide a safe and loving environment, whether that means at home or at their home or assisted living or memory care. Again, my go-to phrase is, this is the best I can do, mom. But we can continue a loving, non-committal line of phrasing with, I am so sorry you are having such a rough day. I say, I am sorry I cannot make it better today, mom. Or try and hang in there, mom. I love you and I will see you soon. Now that last part about I will see you soon, I can get away with again because of her lack of memory. Don't say that if your uh, loved one has a modicum of memory. If that fails, then I have to let it go. A friend of mine whose mother does have her memory still, what he does is start talking about old memories. Do you remember the time when? It makes her pivot in her thinking and makes her think about that memory. And if it's a good memory, he says it settles her. Or maybe talk to the staff where they live and get their suggestions on how to better handle their sundowning. Now, if you are the staff because your loved one is living with you, hang in there in a short time. I will talk about symptoms to watch out for and what we can do to manage this. So hang in there. If we reach a place where we cannot help or we find there is nothing more that can be done, then that is when we have to let it go. There were many circumstances I could not appease mom, and it tore me up. We find there are a lot of circumstances in caregiving where there is nothing that can be done. You hear me say this a lot. Our job is to love them and provide for them a safe environment. We do the best we can to make them comfortable and to keep their lives intact Please try not to add to your own stress by thinking you can fix this. Please don't do that to yourself, okay? I am here to remind you that dementia and even sundowning cannot be fixed. If they are unable to accept our help and what we do or try to do for them, that is the dementia talking. That is the sundowning talking. As a reminder... I have not hugged my mom since March. 
I was able to visit with her a few times through the glass. But since I moved her into memory care, they have not been able to figure out a reasonable, safe way to visit. So they have continued to shut down with no contact. Fortunately, mom does not know we have not seen uh, one another, and that is a blessing. Again, even though my circumstances are different from yours, uh, that we all have different settings and situations, yet we all can relate and learn from one another. We can tweak suggestions to fit our circumstances, and it's why I am not without understanding and empathy. It's why I'm here with you. Okay, when we come back, we will talk about the symptoms of sundowning and more ideas on what we can do about it. Wait a minute, what what time? Um, Oh my goodness. Um, Okay, this podcast went on longer than anticipated. So I think what I, no, I know what I'm going to do in deference to time, always your time. I will split this into two podcasts and end this one now. So part two will be symptoms of sundowning syndrome and how to handle it. I will see you there immediately or whenever you can. In the meantime, please take care of yourself. Be kind. Be kind to others. Be COVID kind. And I will see you back here soon. Bye-bye.